When the guys asked me what my perfect night would be, I told them the truth. Beer and board games. They thought I was kidding. I was not kidding. gentlemen you know what that sound means it means it's episode 151 of the personal arrogance podcast brought to you by the bald move network i am one of your hosts my name is eric walquist i just drank some beer and ate some chips and i'm ready to party jesse what's your name uh i'm jesse i just did the beer drinking part though oh i ate some chips man i am actually realizing now i haven't really eaten much today yeah i had that realization last weekend uh, during my softball game, <laughs> it was like two o'clock is when the game started, and uh, uh, about four innings into the game, I was standing on second base and my legs started to shake. Uh-oh. And I realized that I literally had not ate or drank anything that entire day. Wow! <laughs> and uh, it was my second time. I, I hit a triple in my first at bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, which meant that I did a lot of running, and uh, <laughs> I was pretty worn out. I couldn't even play the last two innings because my like both my arm and my legs were all cramping up, and I was like, "God, I really gotta should really do like basic human functions and eat something." Yeah, drink some water, put something in my body. Um, well, that's pretty exciting. It's super exciting. We also won. Um, it's mm. we're we are undefeated. The R slash Seattle softball team. We met on the internet. And uh, we're making sweet, sweet music on this softball field. We are 2-0-1 right now. Ah. Yeah. Well, that's that's exciting stuff. It is exciting, but it's not quite as exciting as uh, the person who I'm going to dedicate this episode to, which is my man, J-Dog Wilson. Mm. Jay will getting married on Saturday. That's true. Congratulations. Um, thank you. It'll be... Uh, I, I imagine a lot of our listeners will be listening on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Good thoughts. Pretty excited about that. I'm always excited to put on a suit. You know, I work in such a casual place. <laughs> I wear jeans to work every day now. And so I like the opportunity to just put on a suit and dance. Uh-huh. Is there going to be dancing? Uh, uh, yeah, there'll be music. Okay, good. Oh, I'll, well, I might as well bring this up now because uh-huh. I don't want to forget. Right. Um, is it, is it appropriate for me to ask to, you to bring your like your uh, music player and maybe like the same playlist that you had for your? Absolutely, dude. That is a great wedding playlist. Okay, I'm, yeah, I know. I'm even uh, going to enhance it with some more recent tunes. That'd be great. Uh, there have been get some good songs this summer. I'm looking at you, Daft Punk. Yeah, um. and you got you got Robin Thicke's Blurred Lines. That is a jam. Dance cool. to that shit. I will. T- the problem is I don't have any speakers. No, we have a sound system okay. and everything, and yeah. we do have like yeah. a music plan, but just as backup. Oh yeah, I got it, so, dude. I'm, and um, like Tasha's brother and his buddy are doing some music. So cool. at some point, I imagine they're gonna want to enjoy themselves. So yeah. So I also have like dinner music, and I have the dance mix as well. Yeah, if you could bring them both along, that'd be great. And I got my dance lights. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Those two are sets. optional. Two sets of dance lights. They're gonna make it. They're gonna be making the trip to Port Townsend. 
Okay. Well, uh, this is me um, <laughs> finalizing some of my wedding plans for a podcast. Perfect. So Everybody's I do want to take a step back and talk about something mm-hmm. that happened to me yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was uh, enjoying lunch with my mother and my sister, who's in town now, and Tasha and my daughter. Right. And um, we were at Giardini's. Which, uh-huh. uh, quick aside, that's mm-hmm. what I like to think that friend of the show, Jordy Hoyt, his magician name would that's be. A, that's exactly what I was thinking. Is like Jordy in a top hat and a cape. Yeah. So I was at Jordini's. <laughs> or or a, as an escape artist. Like Jordy chained up in like a 1920s one-piece bathing suit. The great Jordini. <laughs> can he escape his most daring yet? I can just imagine like zooming in on his face and he was like that scared face. <laughs> <laughs> Totally. But oh, so I was at Jardini's. Yep. And they have a uh, balcony that overlooks the Puget Sound. Yep. And this elephant seal swims by, right? <laughs> five feet off the shore. Uh huh. And then it just, uh, like, beaches itself and starts flopping up, <laughs> like, towards <laughs> towards the main street. Because, uh-huh. like, Water Street. Right. The main street through town is called Water Street because it's right on the water. Yep. And then uh, I'm like, well, that's interesting. About 10 minutes later, we finish our meal and everything and go out. And there's like this huge crowd of people all gathered around the elephant seal. Uh-huh. And there were a couple of characters there, and <laughs> which are some of my least favorite people on Earth, which is uh, average civilian who is trying to be Mr. Authoritative. Right. Um, even though, like, no one asked you anything, this one guy is like, this is a five-year-old seal pup. And first of all, I don't know how old seals get, but five years old, I wouldn't call him a pup. And the thing was probably, like, 200 pounds. <laughs> it's like, as you can see, he's molting, and he's in a lot of pain, and you're not even supposed to be within 100 feet of him. But he's, and like, in the middle of the road? The... Where's it, the seal? It was, like, on the sidewalk. The seal, okay. like, got... It, it was, like, chilling on the right. hot sidewalk. Uh-huh. And, like, right when he's, like, the seal's in a lot of pain, it, it like, let out a big, like, yawn. Oh, and then, like, had a content look on its face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. The, the, the seal is fine. And then, <laughs> this guy's full of shit. Yeah. And then, like, two minutes later, this old lady, well, older lady walks up and she's, like, uh, you're not supposed to be within 100 yards of it. It's, like, okay, is it 100 feet or 100 yards? Because you're both being blowhards right now and contradicting each other. Right. So. Best case scenario, one of you doesn't know what the hell you're talking about. Most likely, neither of you know what the hell you're talking about. So why are you trying to be like, I don't know, Mr. Know-it-all? So if a seal goes in your house, you have to leave? Because I feel like the seal came onto our turf. I Like, I understand if the seal's on the beach. Yeah, once you're off the beach. Right. If you're on the beach or the water, like, that's your turf, dude. Like, I'm not going to mess with you. If you come into the Rose Theater for a movie, I'm not leaving. (laughs) I paid for this seat. I agree, but I don't know. Apparently, they're a protective species. But that's the right. thing. It's like, I hate these people who suddenly act like they're, you know, park rangers. Yeah. Just because they read a pamphlet once. Well, what are you going to do, man? But it was cool. And Did the cops <laughs> come sister. and arrest him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is your sister in town? Yeah, Carly's in oh, town. Oh, God. So she was there, and well, she's for like the li- a wildlife. Yeah. Her, her job is like wildlife, uh, I don't know relocation and stuff. She works for a company in Australia that's building, like, a pipeline of some sort. Yeah, see, that's the thing about Carly is, like, not only is she a wildlife uh, preserver or whatever, uh-huh. but she's a wildlife preserver in Australia <laughs> yeah. that has the 
fucking craziest animals that like you know this line in After Earth in the trailer where Will Smith says everything here evolved to kill humans. That's Australia, and Carly just picks them up and like moves them over to places. Yeah, exactly. she's like constantly like posting pictures of her with like nine foot spiders, and she's like riding them into the desert. Yeah, we have this great photo of her like bare hand grabbing a brown snake, which is the most poisonous <laughs> land snake on earth. Uh, but that's the stuff she does. But uh, so she was like, she was asking my mom, like, can I give him your phone number in case I need my help? I was like, Carly, you're off the clock right now. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and then like the local merchants came out with their sandwich boards and were like trying to corral it back in the water. What? See, like, that's disruptive. Just let it chill on the on the sidewalk. See, I would have come out if I were a local merchant, got my sandwich board, put it next to it, uh-huh. and said, this seal has given us his seal of approval. Come get a beer at Sirens. Yeah, I would have been like, happy happy price hours the entire time the seal is on the sidewalk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you gotta, make, you gotta make the most of that business opportunity. I agree. Yeah. So, that was the most exciting thing that's happened to me in a while. <laughs> well, well, you are getting married on Saturday, so... Yeah, so that... That that might be a close second. Should trump it, but we'll yeah. see. Uh, but co- honestly, congratulations, sir. I'm very excited about this Thanks. wedding. I'm really excited. I'm building out the uh, basically uh, the beer serving uh, box, nice. the jockey box, so yep. to speak. I'm just putting the final touches on that right now. And uh, cool. Yeah, I'm excited. My homebrew, my saison, is tasting awesome. Excellent. Awesome. I'm uh I I'm excited like I used like the last few years I've had like four or five weddings every summer and this summer I only have one wedding it's your wedding oh you're getting so, over the the hump yeah I'm gonna wedding it up at your wedding <laughs> good this is your chance I mean I know man how, how many opportunities do you have to be best man you get to be am I gonna be able is there gonna be a speech opportunity yeah okay I mean, good that's required excellent I've been I've been putting together the speech. Oh, it won't cool. be as funny as your speech because your speech was probably the greatest best man speech ever. <laughs> well, but it I'm will sure be it a will be speech and I will say it. Perfect. So there you go, That's man. All I asked for. Good. <laughs> uh, all right. Enough uh, wedding planning. Let's, yeah. go, let's go ahead and move on to some listener feedback. Oh, but before we do listener feedback, what are you drinking this week, buddy? Oh, I'm actually drinking free beer from work. Excellent. I brought some home uh, – for because I want I want Carly to taste my beer. She's never mm-hmm. had any beer that I've made before. Mm. It's a pretty important part of my life. So mm-hmm. she was she was enjoying it, and I'm just drinking the rest of it today. And then uh, in turn, did you taste the venom of a brown snake? She insisted. Actually, she darted me like with a blowgun, <laughs> uh-huh. and she was like, "It's an Aboriginal tradition to right. dart the groom with the brown snake venom." The, the Three days before the wedding. Right. If you, and then I went in this hallucin- hallucinatory trip right. where I thought I saw an elephant seal. Uh-huh. It was crazy. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm drinking the Ninkasi Radiant Ale. It's their summer seasonal. Um, I don't know what it is about Ninkasi, dude. Like, there was that one year where Slayer was really good, and then since then, I'm not a huge Ninkasi fan. They re- they recently uh, scaled up their production size. Anytime you're brewing, like, this happens anytime a brewery goes from, like, a say you're on a 30-barrel kettle, and then you move up to a 100-barrel kettle. Yeah. It will drastically affect uh, 
your flavor, uh, all mm-hmm. your beers, and they're actually getting some of their you know standard beers back in line to where they were before and tasting good, but yeah. they don't have that experience with the seasonals, so their seasonals are still a little oh, wacky right now. Interesting. It's going to take a couple years for them to come back online, I think. The thing about Ninkasi, dude, is they just like pump everything full of hops. I know. It's a little much. It's a little much. Like, I don't know. I would I would be... It. This is like a... It's very much in the Northwest Pale Ale style. It's kind of the hoppy red ale. Right. Uh, but it's... <laughs> it's it's just so hoppy. Like I don't. I would like to try this right next to a Total Domination IPA and, and see if I could tell the difference because it basically just tastes like a hop kick. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not really what you want. No. Yeah, it's not a Twilight man. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I'm trying it, so you should give it a shot too. Uh, you may disagree with me, just like some of you did with Superman. <laughs> Notably, Aaron. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's move on to some listener feedback this week. I uh, don't. I don't. I'm not familiar with Aaron's perspective. He just. Uh, I posted the show on Bald Move last week, and then he was like, "Oh, I want to know what you how how you like Superman because I hated it, and I, if Uh-oh. you liked it, then I got to drink a lot before this episode." <laughs> I'm actually uh, starting to dislike it just a hair because of the final scene, but. Well. Anyway, um, we got some listener feedback this week. First one coming to us from Grant Norman. Grant says, hey, guys, I am recently new to your podcast, and I've been listening to some of your previous episodes, and I have some issues with your idea of bronies. First of all, I identify myself as a brony. I enjoy the show. I do not repeat. Do not watch it ironically like some sort of hipster douche. I enjoy the show for its animation quality, its jokes and its references, how many sh- cartoons have a Big Lebowski reference? Uh, all I ask is that you watch a few episodes before you judge it and start calling bronies stop. Wait, and start calling bronies hipster elitist douchebags. I think he means stop. Uh, he said bronies. start. So. He said start. Uh, he says thanks and get off my back. GB from MN. Good Minnesota, dude. We don't have a Minnesota correspondent yet. Not since Chris Cluey left. So great, you got to go to the Fantasy Flight company store and tell us what it's like because it's kind of one of the pilgrimage I, pilgrimages I would like to make in my lifetime. Pretty good chance you'll see Chris Cluey there also. Pretty good chance. Uh, next up we got a, a voicemail from Well are we going to address the thing? Oh the bronies? Uh, yeah. I, you know I don't like judging a book by its cover I've been thinking a lot about this Okay. Um, because I needed to know what degree I was going to yell at him Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I, and I've decided a, a, a slight degree. Mm-hmm. I've actually seen the show. Okay. Tasha and Russell Nisha were watching it. Okay. And I, I saw part of it, and it was just another kids' show, in my opinion. And I, okay. I, I, I really tried. I was like, well, okay, this is on. I'm gonna watch it. Maybe there is some sort of profound deepness to it, and I, I didn't see it. And to me, what it comes down to is advertising. Okay. And you can you can tell what the demographic is based off of the ads that they played during the show. Okay. And I'm pretty sure they're not advertising, you know, microbrews and Ford F-150s and MacBooks <laughs> when they're playing this show. I think they're advertising, uh, you know, Pretty Pretty Princess game sets and Easy Bake Ovens. Uh-huh. And so, like, let, let's look at another example. I love Jeopardy. Okay. I think it's a great show. I go out of my way to watch Jeopardy, but it's an old lady show. Well, you could tell because everything is like a leave in Centrum Silver. 
Exactly. It's Syndrome yeah. Silver, it's Hover Rounds, and it's Super Polygrip. <laughs> and I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, it's actually, you know, it's, it's, it's a hip show. It's cool. It's for young people. It's an old lady show. I admit that. So right. you just need to come to terms with the fact that it is a kid's show. And, well, I don't think anybody's know, disputing that fact. I, I just think that our friend Grant from Minnesota is saying that he that he doesn't necessarily – he gets some enjoyment out of it. On, yeah, sure. on his own level. I don't think he's saying it's not a kid show. Do what you want. Do what you um, want. I'm not going to tell you not to, but also don't try and piss <laughs> on my shoes and tell me it's raining. It's a kid show, and you like watching a kid show. You know, this That's is... fine. I compare this, and I'm going to be very transparent here. SpongeBob SquarePants came out in 1999. I was 14 years old. Yeah, it's the same thing. As this people was who worship at the altar of SpongeBob. Well, I I can't really stand SpongeBob anymore. But when I was 14 years old, I was on a cable television kick because my parents, when I was 14, decided to get cable TV. I was in the drought of antenna television until I was 14 years old. So all of a sudden, having 160 channels blew my mind. Uh, I watched Total Request every day, Total Request Live with Carson Daly. Mm. I was an MTV fiend. And I also. That's what TRL stands for. Yeah, TRL, baby. I never knew. Total Request Live, come on. I I had cable too, but my parents blocked MTV. (laughs) Probably a good thing. Uh, SpongeBob was like in that same advent. I, I saw like for the first three years of SpongeBob going into like. My junior year in high school, I saw every episode of SpongeBob SquarePants. And you know what? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's a kid's show. I enjoyed yeah. it. It's kind of annoying and it's kind of silly and it's kind of stupid, but I liked but, it at that time. The thing about bronies, though, is like you're not there like writing in and be like, actually, SpongeBob is great. <laughs> it's for adults. And they made a reference to something once. It's like, again, the uh, going back to the Jeopardy thing, if there was a category called Famous Leroy's. And they, this was an answer to a question. It was like a Leroy Jenkins thing based off of World of Warcraft. That doesn't – that's still – I mean they're still selling Polygram. Like that's – it's still an old lady show. Well, what are you going to do, man? The, yeah. other, the, flip, the other thing too is like I have a daughter. If she, if she got into you know My Little Pony and was really excited about it and then it turns out there's like some sort of My Little Pony thing in town and I showed up and it's a bunch of like – dudes in their 20s i would turn around and leave <laughs> yeah well i don't think that those but i think that that's a different thing because i think that those conventions are for bronies i don't think they're for kids yeah and that i have a problem with that okay. again i don't crash the jeopardy cons <laughs> jeopardy cons are awesome dude you would show up i would show up and i would beat all the old people <laughs> and i wouldn't even feel like bad doing? about it yeah i would literally beat them with their canes <laughs> <laughs> with their own kids. I don't know. I'm I don't know. Except bronies. I'm sorry. It's a bridge okay. too far. They're a grown ass man, and I think that I think when you're in your twenties, if you're a man, you should try and emulate Don Draper. Well as much of a horrible person as he is. He is a terrible human being. That's play cool. Um I just think men should be men. Well also, but at the same time, dude, like I like there are certain cartoons that I watch, like Samurai Jack on Netflix. Sure, I watch the shit out why. of that. But I'm not a Samurai Jack. Jacko, like I don't call myself, like I don't identify just because. Exactly, you keep it to yourself. Even do Star Wars, you I like to do. I like but Star keep Wars it to yourself. I like Star Wars, but I don't call myself a Star Wars man. And stop. I might call myself a Star Wars man certain 
And I, I have the right to um, shame you. <laughs> All right. I, I think maybe that's the. I think maybe that's the bridge too far. Is that you can watch a cartoon and enjoy it, and that's fine. There are plenty of cool cartoons that are out there. But I think identifying yourself as a brony immediately is going to get you some animosity thrown toward you. Yeah, from me. Because it's weird. Uh, the other thing is, like, the bronies are, like, dressing up in, like, pony suits and stuff. Yeah. That's weird. That's a weird-ass <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> it's not okay. Jesse, someday we're going to... 26. Someday we're going to do the Cosplay Diaries at PAX, and we're going to cosplay and see what I the know. experience is and like. I'm, I'm just going to flip out on everyone. <laughs> But, like, if this was 1955 and you're 26 years old, guess what? You would have been uh, 10 years removed from your first battle at Iwo Jima. Like, <laughs> I think that that kind of shows what how comfortable our generation has, has grown up. Well, maybe there should be some discomfort. We're a cushy, cushy generation if there are 26-year-old yeah, exactly. bronies. All right. Well, we do have some more phone calls, so let's get on to those. Um are they about bronies? <laughs> They're all about bronies. <laughs> I know this is a topic that you don't like to talk about. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but our first one is from Florida. So here it is. Jay, take it away. Hey guys, this is Jay from New Smyrna Beach, Florida. Hey, I was just calling, wish you guys, or, or just calling to congratulate you guys on your 150th episode. I have listened to every single one that I can on iTunes. Uh, I don't think it goes back to the beginning. But anyway, I uh, just called about a few things. Here in Florida, we don't really... You said you were talking about dust mics the other couple podcasts ago. Uh, we don't have those here in Florida. At least I've never seen them, and I've swam in pretty much every ditch you can here in the, uh, in the central area of Florida, you know. Um, anyway... And as far as the Founding Father beer, uh, yeah, I bought the Summer Sampler Pack, and the one that's real disgusting that I have, like, multiples of in my fridge is the Blueberry. Uh, it's so nasty. I, every time I open up the fridge and look at it, I'm like, uh, do I want to drink that? <laughs> so anyway, I have a few of those sitting in there. They're real nasty. That's, I guess, this year's, uh, you know, beer that nobody wants to drink in their sampler pack. Thanks, and uh, keep up the good work. Congratulations again. I didn't want to call in and, you know, on the 150th, like everybody else is going to, so I figured I'd wait. All right, guys, get off my back. <laughs> get off my back, Jay. Get off my back. I that's, like a, just, that's smart, though. I like how Jay's like the hipster of personal arrogance listeners. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to do what everybody else is doing. I'm going to wait a week. More of a contrarian than a hipster, I would say. Well, there. what is the difference? <laughs> Uh, good point. Uh, I don't know. I'm a massive contrarian. I don't consider myself a hipster, but well, I will argue the opposite of anyone's point if I've had three beers in me. I understand that you are a contrarian. I understand that, <laughs> but I would also understand that some people would describe some of your behavior as hipsterish. I'm going to have to go ahead and disagree with you there. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I first of all, no duck mites in Florida. That I, that sounds like a paradise. I'll take an amoeba any day. <laughs> yeah. Is that like the the thing that kills you when you do the neti pot? I is think that, that I think an amoeba is like basically like a giardia. I think you like swallow it and it hurts your stomach and gives oh. you diarrhea. Yeah, we got those. We got that beaver we, fever. We just got deer deer pee. Well, it's I always heard it as raccoon pee and poo. Oh, I thought it was deer pee. 
It's well, it could be a combination of both. It's probably just human pee. <laughs> yeah, it's the guy who yeah uh, camped <laughs> upstream of you. And then second of all, the the gross beer in the sampler. I know Sam Adams does that every single time. <laughs> I found another great sampler because we did the Widmer sampler that you got for your bachelor party, and that was yeah. really good. Great, solid four beers. And then I just picked up the Bridgeport sampler, also great four beers. You had Bridgeport IPA, Hop Czar, King Kingpin, um, which is double red, and then their right. seasonal, which is the Smooth Ride Rye uh, Rye Ale, which was very delicious. Hard to go wrong with a little spicy rye. Exactly. So yeah, dude, if you get it, if you get it the chance, Bridgeport and Widmer Brothers both great sampler packs. Uh, and then we, finally we got a good old connected Dotsy. So we'll take it away, Roger. Hey, guys. Roger Dotsy here. I was uh, I'm sorry I didn't call in last week. I really wanted to contribute to episode 150 Monumental podcast there. Um, but I uh, guess I'm just going to do it this week. Uh, what comes to mind, what came to mind immediately when you said your favorite moment was Eric you doing that Rand McNally map commercial. Well, that made, at least that made me laugh the hardest. Great moment. But, you know, everything you guys do is great. Uh, in terms of segments, uh, gosh, I really, I, I really liked uh, sets of sitcoms. I also liked the TGI Fight Club. Uh, that was a connected Odyssey, of course. So, I, of course, I liked that. Um, but anyway... Beyond that, I had another question for you guys. This came to me one day whenever I was wanting someone to shut up. I could hear there was some nice background music and someone was just talking. And I thought, gosh, if I could just hear the music and not hear human voices, that would be great. <laughs> and that got me thinking of a good would you rather. Let's throw it out there. If you went deaf to either human voices or all other sounds, including oh, wow. music, which would you choose and why? Now, to clarify, if you're listening to a song and you pick human voices, you would hear the music, karaoke version, and if you were listening to it and picked lose all other sounds, you would just hear a cappella version. So, keep that in mind. I'd like to hear what you guys would say, and stay arrogant, get off my back, and all that good stuff. Bye. Get off my back, Roger. I love you. Get off my back and front. Uh, get off my laughing gas. <laughs> um, that is an amazing question, Roger. That's a great would you rather. It's a great would you rather. I think that that's an amazing question because it's kind of a lose-lose situation. And it's very, very complex. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, I'm going to have to go with all other sounds. But yeah. which means that I can't listen to podcasts anymore. Oh wait, you're that's the one that you're you're just. I would keep all listen. other sounds. I think. Mm. And I, the that reason why me. I thought I thought you would keep human sounds. Well, the reason why is because first of all, I can learn sign language or you know write down stuff. See, there's a substitute for human language that I can utilize, where there isn't a substitute for all other sounds. And second of all, how am I going to DJ a wedding if I can't listen to <laughs> the beat of a song mm-hmm. or really work out? Because I need music to work out too. 
Uh, and then third of all, uh, you know, there's that there's that crazy like silent chamber. Have you seen that? It's like all over the web all the time. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. The noiseless chamber and people like, like go crazy. If yeah, people go crazy because if you can't, if your ears don't hear noise, they start you start having auditory hallucinations. Well, like, okay, but I mean that doesn't happen to deaf people, right? Because they don't have hearing, but you do have hearing in this sense. You just don't. Oh wait, would, would you hear auditory hallucinations if all you could hear were voices? Then all you no. would hear were voices. I <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think you're going too deep in this one. I'm taking all of their sounds. <laughs> I'm taking all of their sounds too. My reasoning mm. is that um, I work in an industrial setting and I'm running a lot of machines at the same time. And right. I actually am surprised how absolutely necessary it is for me to be able to hear uh-huh. uh, every single sound and like how much I rely on that. Like. I can tell if a tank is like our water tank is being filled because I know the particular whine of <laughs> the the pipes when that valve is open and you know it's that times a thousand like I right. actually really I really depend on that. Yeah, I mean I, I I think that's what I would do. Although yeah, podcasts are done there. Podcasts are done, yeah. but eh, at some point there will be a, a podcast for deaf a, people. An organization that mm-hmm. you know does like audio podcasts of or vi- video, video podcasts podcast of, of the sign language of audio podcasts, or just a video podcasts with closed captioning. Yeah, but sign language is better. Sign language. Plus, is better. sign language is cool because you can like, like literally, if you're talking about one thing, you can do it on your right side, and then you're talking about another thing, <laughs> oh. and you, you can do it on your left side. But then, if you yeah. want to throw in an adjective, like say, I don't know, Harry. And you're talking about um, what was on your right side as uh-huh. Connick Jr. You just throw in the uh, Harry on the right side and they know. I don't know. Like sign language has a lot of complexities to it. Yeah. I saw a lady on the bus today. I didn't know if she was speaking sign language or if she just really gesticulates a lot when she's talking. Classic uh, the Italian conundrum. Exactly. The, Ita- <laughs> the Italian conundrum. It's the sequel to the Italian job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So All right. my would you rather, Eric, is um, would you rather uh, basically consume f- food as normal now, uh-huh. but never really be able to get totally full? Okay. Know what that's or like. Or would you rather uh, never have to eat again, but you also can't eat again? So you like, you, and you can never right. enjoy food. Oh, I would totally take the other. I I would totally take eating and not being able to get full. Oh yeah. Can you st- you still survive though, right? Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> it'd be a weird would you right. rather. If but you do die. you get fat? Yeah, you get fat normally. Okay, so you get fat normally. Yeah, I would still because t- I feel like I'm that way now. Like I eat a sandwich and I'm like I could literally eat another sandwich right now, like no problem. <laughs> yeah, like, but the other side is like you'd never have to eat again. That's fine with me. I mean, that's really good in a post-apocalyptic situation. But I like food so much. This this question and really that's awesome socioeconomic issue. I guess so because then I'm totally going into competitive eating. By the way, <laughs> like I am Kobayashi <gasps> supreme. Again, you are you're munchkining the situation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. All right, just we need to do a little tiny bit roll off. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's do it. We're just gonna roll. Gonna, what? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. We're just gonna roll twenty sided dice. See who gets to speak first on the podcast this week. Here we go. 
I was gonna do an analog roll, oh. but uh, I dropped my die and it appears to have vanished. Mm, that happens. So, D and D dice roller, it is. Yep. I got a two. Well, Jesse, I don't think you're gonna beat me this week because I rolled a twenty. Oh, this is almost a double king. King of the cast. Wait, what's your well, role modifier? Hmm? What's your role modifier? It could be double king. Oh, I get uh, plus seven. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, high deck score. Cool. Well, uh, for my first topic this week, I'm going to go uh, straight to the Facebook feed. Uh, we got a great one from Ollie James from England Town. Oh, boy. From jolly old London town, Ollie James. Oh. We got two, we got two, uh, we got two fervent uh, listeners from England. We got uh, Ollie James and Sam Golahamadi. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we only have one now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ollie James says, thoughts on what the phase three Marvel films are going to be? Do you know what nemesis means? And uh, basically, Disney this week decided to to drop the bomb. It's crazy now how much movie studios are just being like, yo, we're going to just snatch up all of the release dates for the next five years. So basically, Marvel decided to set release dates for all of its movies that are going to be coming out through 2017. Wow. Yeah. It's a little redonk, but uh, but basically this uh, November, you're going to be getting Thor: The Dark World, which I'm very excited about. Thor was my I, favorite Phase One movie. You're a, you're a Thorgasm guy. I am a Thorgasm guy. The guys, I mean Chris Pine. That's not even Chris Pine. I, what's his name? Chris Hemsworth. He's got blonde locks. <laughs> <And he's, laughs> it's true. He does have blood locks, just like Thor from the comic books. I really like Thor. I love the mythology. I love that it's Norse mythology, uh, Scandinavian core. I'm just in with that shit. I love it. Uh, so anyway, that's coming out November 8th. Plus, it's got Natalie Portman in it. Eh. Uh, I got that into her. I like Natalie Portman a lot. Eh. How can you not like Natalie Portman, dude? Uh, I don't know. I find her complainy. Well, she does have the ugly cry face. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not that attracted to her. Not like that is how I rate all humanity, mm-hmm. but it's kind of how I rate humanity. Well, I mean, but Natalie Portman Men and is, women. Natalie Portman is kind of the nerdgasm lady. And transgendered. Well, all all nerdgasm people love Natalie Portman. All Thorgasm people love Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, see, I'd rather <laughs> I'd, ra- I'd rather have sex with him than Natalie Portman. No lie, I'm not gonna lie about this. He's got very strong arms. Yeah, I, that that's an embrace. <laughs> you will feel Oof. safe. You will feel Oof. safe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thor: The Dark World's coming out on November eighth. Captain America: The Winter Soldier's coming out next year on April fourth. Kind of early for a summer movie flick. The Winter Soldier, huh? Yeah. So is this going to be about like the Soviets? It's or so weird. Yeah, because Winter Soldier in the comic books is a Soviet guy, basically. Oh, weird. Um, but obviously the Soviets aren't around now. And presumably this is happening in the now universe. So it always kind of bothers me when they water that shit down, especially with Captain America, because that is a franchise that decided to do its launch film during World War II. So if World War II happened, 
in that universe, then the Cold War probably happened as well. It's just a little bit of a oh. bummer if they can't have, like, a Cold War Winter Soldier. Well, that's what it sounds like it's going to be. Winter Soldier, Cold War. I understand that, but, like, how are you going to have the Cold War? Maybe in that S.H.I.E.L.D. universe, uh, they never they never, uh, they never, never brought down the wall. Cause they really maybe it'll, it'll be another uh, uh, periodical. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe if they went back in time to the 80s, which would be cool. Yeah, I mean, they did it with X-Men successfully. Yeah, that's true. But I don't think that's going to... I'll be interested to see. Uh, Captain America was not one of my favorite Phase 1 movies. Um, but anyway, that's coming out next year. Didn't see it. Let, let's, let's play uh, did, did Jesse See It <laughs> when it comes to the Phase 1 movies. You, so far, I'm 0 for 2. Okay, have you, so we'll just go through all of them. Did you see Iron Man? No. You didn't see the original oh, Iron Man? Oh, yes, I did actually okay. see that. Sorry. That's a pretty good movie, dude. It was good. I, I just like the opening scene. Okay, original Iron Man, and then you have The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton. No. And then you have Iron Man 2. No. And then you have Thor. No. And Captain America. No. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, they so you, made a fucking ton of movies. Did you see The Avengers? Yeah, I didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> then then on August 1st you got Guardians of the Galaxy, which I am super excited about this movie. Star-Lord, Rocket Raccoon. I know, it sounds like garbage. I want to see it so bad. It sounds like 6 tons of garbage in a 5 ounce bag. Directed by James Gunn, who directed Super, which was I really enjoyed that movie. Um and uh, and also starring Chris, uh, which, who's the Chris in this one? Cam. Sworth. <laughs> Chris. Sworth. It's the guy from uh, Parks and Rec. The guy who plays Andy. Oh, he's yeah. playing Star Lord. So I'm very excited he's, about that. He's not a leading guy. Um, then you have the Avengers two May first two thousand fifteen. Great. Then you have Ant-Man November 6, 2015, which is the beginning of Phase 3. Then you have three untitled projects on May 6, 2016, uh, July 6, 2016, and May 5, 2017. So that's kind of crazy because that means you're getting an, un- an untitled movie on May 6 from Marvel, and then you're getting another untitled movie a month later on June 6 of 2016. Um, and then you're going to get... Untitled on May 5th, 2017, which is presumably, I don't know, Avengers 3? I don't know. Um, so there's been a lot of speculation lately. Uh, and, you know, getting back to Ollie's question, thoughts on what the Phase 3 Marvel films are going to be? So uh, there's been speculation that Doctor Strange is going to be in there. There's speculation that Black Panther is going to be in there. Um but I think that Marvel might sit back just a little bit for like a year because it basically takes like two years to make one of these movies. Uh, I think they might sit back for a year and see what sticks from the S.H.I.E.L.D. television show, which is premiering this September on ABC. And, you know, it's a Joss Whedon show. And that's like a perfect platform th- for them to introduce Marvel characters into the universe. Um, so I think that's something that they might do. Another thing that I would really like to see them do is take advantage of the reverted rights of Daredevil and maybe make Daredevil into a cool character and not Ben Affleck. Mm, yeah, it should be um, the guy from Born Conspiracy. Oh, Jeremy Renner? No. Oh, you mean... Matt uh, Damon. Matt Damon. Matt yeah. Damon's going to be pretty old. Oh, I get it because it's Ben Affleck. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> and I was like, Jeremy Renner's already Hawkeye, dude. 
Get off my back. I don't I don't even know. You're <laughs> you're in way deep now. You're in oh, so man. deep. You've lost me. I would also really love for uh Disney to make some deal with Sony and actually bring Spider Man to the Avengers. Because that's kind of the major problem is that Fox owns the Fantastic Four, X Men, and then Sony owns Superman or Superman, Spider Man. So they basically own all of the good Marvel characters. How the fuck do you keep up with all this, Eric? Slashfilm.com, baby. <clears throat> I just, there's not enough hours in the day. <laughs> I don't know. I just, like, isn't that true, though? I mean, Spider-Man is kind of the coolest Marvel character, other than, I mean, Wolverine is maybe You're one and one A. insane if you think Spider-Man is the coolest Why? Who's the Why? Mar- who's the coolest Marvel character? Uh, Wolverine, Deadpool. There's a lot of cool X-Men. Yeah, I mean I Wolverine know. is probably one. Spider Man's kind of a loser. Dude, He's a Iron Man teenager. Oh, come on, Iron Man was never cooler than Spider Man until Robert Downey Jr. became Iron Man. I don't. I I don't know. I've never been a Spidey guy. Spidey man. Even like the Fantastic Four are cooler than Spider Man. Oh come on! You can't say that. Yeah, Fantastic I can't. Reed Richards is a badass. Dude, they are the cheese testic. You got the uh, flying guy. Spider-Man has, like, the best cadre of villains, I think, in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, that's true. He brings a lot of good villains to the table. And I feel like villains make the man. I think that's a big part of why Batman is so cool is because his villains are awesome. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, I well, the thing that I'm very excited about is this August, The World's End is coming out, which is Edgar Wright's third movie in the Cornetto trilogy following uh, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. So I'm super excited about that film. But then I'm also very excited to see because he is directing Ant-Man, and I think that he could do something that's really cool with this Marvel Universe. And I'm super excited to see what Edgar Wright does with Ant-Man, and Ant-Man might be the coolest character after he gets his hands on it. Also, Edgar Wright directed one of your uh, highlight movies, which is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which stars Jesse Wilson as Scott Pilgrim. (laughs) So... Uh, yeah. That's that's the main thing that I'm super stoked about. But I also that, like that I said, was twenty that was twenty two year old Jesse, twenty <laughs> one year old Jesse Wilson. Uh, yeah, I, that was a different. That was a different me. That was like golden era. <laughs> now I'm, I've moved on. Now you're like bronze age Jesse Wilson. Yeah, basically, <laughs> I've definitely regressed in a lot of like technologically, culturally. I know it's the thing where. Uh, somebody posted this on Reddit the other day. They were like, yeah, my, my younger brother just keeps referencing singers that I don't know who they are. Right. <laughs> like, you, you just got to realize that you are suddenly outside of pop culture. The only things I know now are like beer styles from that were like big in 1920. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, stuff about raising kids. Well, there you go, man. I, why don't they make like tiny raisins and call them raisin kids? That's <laughs> a really good question. No, why don't they do a prequel to the California Raisins? Right. right. Called the Raisin, raisin kids. kids. Raisin Kids. Yeah. It'd be like the Muppet Babies of the California Raisins. <laughs> anyway. We're on to something here. Uh, Jesse, what's your first topic? Uh, so for my first topic, I want to talk a little bit about science. How much would you pay for the universe? 
Now, there's two kinds of volcanoes. Some that ooze molten rock, and others that explode. If today we're able to create a two-headed dog with six legs, is it possible that a similar creature existed thousands of years ago? And I say yes. Is it survival more important or sex? <laughs> There's been a lot of talk about the Xbox One or Xbone or whatever and the Kinect and everything. Mm-hmm. But there's a uh, a group. Uh, sorry, I'm getting distracted by the sexy ads on this ABCNews.go webpage. <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so there's a group of scientists who took the original Kinect and uh, you are using it to be able to direct cockroaches. What? So they took these, like, Madagascar hissing cockroaches and put Uh little computer chips on them. Oh, yeah. And the computer chips, like, send electric impulses to the antennae of the uh, cockroaches. Mm -hmm. And they're using the Kinect to be able to uh, control it because they found out that the... The connect is better at like if you tell like the cockroach you're here I want you to go there. It's better to use the connect to do that instead of like having humans with controllers. Okay, yeah, because I heard about the remote controlled uh, cockroach that was like an NPR. Right now it's on a, this American it. So now it's connect controlled. So now it's a robot controlling the ro- remote controlled cockroach. Excellent. Because we wanted to disassociate humanity from this by one step. Oh god. They're going to take uh, over. They're going to take yeah. over by taking over insects. It's basically like the super army. Yeah, Con- computers controlling insects. Yeah, I mean how I mean you're we're fucked. We yep. already know that nukes don't work on them. <laughs> That's true. They're like the they're like the alien ships in Independence Day. Yeah, exactly. Do I have a visual? <laughs> anyway, yeah. So they're, the scientists and they they're claiming that they're going to use it like for they good. Can, yeah, that they can send these uh, cockroaches. <laughs> Like if there's a building collapse, you know, uh-huh. uh, so they could send them into the rubble and control them so that they can like go find survivors, you know. Okay. Because they can control through the they they can Dude, crawl through the cracks in the rubble and everything. Building has fallen on my legs. Uh-huh. Last thing I want is a cockroach crawling across my face. A robotic uh, super cockroach. I can't handle that shit. Uh-huh. Stop it. Yeah, the ironic thing is he would have survived except for the heart attack that the robot cockroach right. brought on. Right. Ugh. I don't know. It's pretty exciting. Can we pick better uh-huh. creatures? Because cockroaches are <laughs> awful. Yeah. Uh, meerkats are pretty flexible. Meerkats are super. Cats alone. Cats can, like, slide under a door. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you got to think that that's coming. I mean, the thing is, if they program these cockroaches, but, like, dude. Like, animals will be sued. Yeah, the thing about the cockroach is they're easy to control because it's essentially like if you zap their left uh, antenna, they go right because uh-huh. they think that they just bumped up on something. Okay. So apparently it's, like, super easy. Like, zap them left to go right and zap oh. them right to go left. So they're dum-dums. Yeah, because they're dum-dums mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, I bumped into something. 
They, you can like just zap them to get them to go where you, you want them to go. Huh. Well, like I said, I think it's terrifying. It is terrifying. That's yeah, a fact. Mind control is a great thing for animals. Uh, and especially putting that into the hands of computers. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Is that? I just dropped the a, end of round one. Yeah, I dropped a die on my uh, on my beer glass, and it made a great noise. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, yep. Okay, uh, another uh, aside here. Excellent. I was in the kettle at work, right. cleaning it out as I do between every brew. Uh huh. And um, I was singing, and I noticed when I hit like a certain pitch, like I if, if oh. I went through each pitch. Yep. It would be like normal volume, normal volume. If I was like normal volume, normal volume, normal volume, normal volume. And then like a certain pitch, yep. it would be like 10 times louder. Yep. And then if I went like another step up, it was normal again. Yep. I don't understand why. Resonating frequency. What's it resonating off of? Like the, the, the sides circle? of the The sides of the kettle. Like so in a circle mover or? If you hit the kettle... With uh-huh. like a, with whatever, with a bat or whatever, or like if you drop a die on on this glass like this, uh, or if you flick it, that's its resonating frequency, and that's how you break glass. Like that's the whole thing with opera, opera singers breaking glasses. The only reason I know this is because I went to a dorky, uh, very music centric school for my <laughs> college, and that was like the thing to do at parties was to break wine glasses. From what IKEA. people actually did it? Yeah, it's pretty that's easy awesome. actually. Um, so if you just hit okay, this wedding request, <laughs> can you do it? Uh, I it, it has to be like a really cheap glass, or no it has to be like crystal, there. or it has to be like crystal. So if you like just hit a glass, so that's you just got to match the pitch, and then if you sing that pitch next to the glass, then it'll you can actually feel the glass start to vibrate because that's its re- resonating frequency. Now that was I was an octave lower than its resonating frequency, so it didn't really work very well. So I'd have to be in the falsetto. Um, but that's what it is. So you're you're probably hitting the resonating frequency of that beer kettle with your voice, and then that caused the entire kettle to start vibrating, and that's why it sounded louder. That's so crazy. Yeah, man. Huh. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So if you ever want to break a glass, that's how you do it. So I probably shouldn't be doing that in the super, super expensive <laughs> equipment at work. It probably won't do anything. Like that's the it's thing. stainless steel. If I was able to bust yeah. a stainless steel kettle <laughs> with my voice, yeah. I would be one of the tentpole uh, superheroes for the next Avengers movie. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Uh, actually, they did a Mythbusters about that because they tried to find the resonating frequency of a bridge. And then match that with like a little motor, and it actually started vibrating the v- bridge a little bit uh, with like huh. a steel riveted bridge. Wow! So resonating frequencies, man, they're they're interesting shit. There you go, Resident Evil. That's what I learned. Exactly. Let's move on. Let's move on, dude. It's time for some trivia, dude. I'm so happy. Like I used to have to like search for dice, and then I bought this giant whiz dice bag from from. Uh, Amazon, and now it's. I just have all the dice I need ever. There you go. I have like 18 d20s. All right, I just rolled a four. We're doing Trivial Pursuit Genus One. That's arts and literature, Jesse. Do you want to do this topic or do you want to do something else? I say let's do it. All right, let's do it, dude. Let's do it to it. All right, arts and literature. Here we go. 
So this question is for you. What does the Bible call the beginning of wisdom? Uh, uh, well, you're asking the wrong person for mm-hmm. sure. I'm going to say uh, the apple. Uh, it is the apple. I'm pretty sure it's when Eve ate the apple. Nope, it's the fear of the Lord. <laughs> All right, this question is for me. What was Eric Siegel's sequel to Love Story? Uh, I'm going to say Hate Story. I'm going to say Toy Story. <laughs> Oliver's Story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, close, this though. topic is so good. Jesse, this question is for you. Whose autobiographical masterpiece was entitled Long Day's Journey Into Night? Oh, it was a masterpiece. Of course I'm familiar with the autobiography mm-hmm. of Ernest Hemingway. Okay, I'm going to go with... Uh, That's a very great sound. I'm going to go with Maya, Maya Rudolph. <laughs> Eugene O'Neill, of course. I, I was, I was uh, closer alphabetically. Uh, well... That that all depends on whether or not you go to first name or last name. Okay. And then, Jesse, this question for you. For the win, please play along at home. What rena- re- renowned Irish writer wrote – I can't even read. What renowned – why are we doing arts and literature? I'm literally illiterate. Uh, what <laughs> renowned Irish writer wore an eye patch? That is a tongue twister. <laughs> I feel like that's something that Ron Burgundy would be saying. Irish writer or an eye patch. <laughs> that sounds like something got Ron Burgundy it does. would say. What renowned Irish writer wore an eye patch? <laughs> uh, it's up to you, buddy. Who is it? Uh, James Joyce. Uh, we'll go with Eugene O'Neill. <laughs> James Joyce, man, you win. All right. Out of way. Um, congratulations. But I won but the roll-off. didn't win everything. Right. Which means that we are going to take a little trip, a little journey into what I want to call the Kershaw Files. Gung, gung. <laughs> uh, so th- we got a buddy. His name's Corey Kershaw. He's a cool guy. He sends us a lot of links, and we've known him for a long time. In fact, I owe Corey Kershaw quite a bit because... He is the person who said, "Hey Eric, I'm not going to PAX this year. Do you want my uh, you want my pass?" Oh, is that how that happened? That happened. Yeah, wow. we were, we were. You remember for that summer we would go to his house and play like D and D or whatever or like yeah. whatever board game. We were just there, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to PAX this year, but I have this pass. Do you want it?" And I was like, "Yes." Two thousand. That was two thousand four, guys. That was in two thousand four. Two thousand five. It was yeah. two thousand five, and the rest is history. It's now my favorite, my favorite experience ever is PAX. So I owe I owe a lot to Curry Kershaw uh, for opening my eyes and for also making me a, a cultish convert to the PAX uh, to the PAX Romana. Um, but uh, he also sends us a lot of links, and uh, so I, I just wanted I just want to talk through a few of them because they make me really happy. Uh, first one is. Biggest bear ever found. It blew my mind, expert says. Uh, and this is from National Geographic, okay? 
There is a new title holder for the biggest, baddest bear ever found. A prehistoric South American giant short-faced bear tipped the scales at up to 3,500 pounds and towered at least 11 feet standing up, according to a new study. Previous heavyweight was North American giant short-faced bear, a related extinct species that weighed up to 2,500 pounds. The largest bear on record in modern times was a 2,200-pound polar bear shot in Alaska during the 19th century. Why do we... Ugh. See, that looks like the biggest bear we've ever seen. All right, let's kill it. Yeah. Um, uh, that's the same reason. Like, there used to be, like, eight-foot-tall kangaroos, but they're all dead now. Well, Because they had big hides. I mean, yeah, they're frankly easier to hit. Yeah, exactly. They shoot the big ones first. Uh, South American giant short-faced bear roamed the, its namesake continent about 500,000 to 2 million years ago and would have been the largest and most powerful meat-eater on land at the time. Wow. Wouldn't that be like the largest mammal of all time um, um well i mean there's the gray whale well yeah but uh, on land largest gray whale largest man eating whatever well i'm uh, an elephant's bigger yeah but that's it doesn't eat people oh a man eater yes Am I am I am I being clear? <laughs> uh, I might be having a stroke right now. Time loss is brain loss. Uh, so this, there's a picture of this dude. He's holding up the upper leg bon- bone of one of these bears next to the skeleton of an elephant, and it's literally the same size. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, bears are cool. Prehistory is awesome. Well, okay. When was this? This was five hundred thousand to two million years ago. Oh. That's a pretty big uh, slice of time. It's a pretty big splice sl- splice of time, slice of time, and it's also uh, a very long like time. Is that like Pangea era? Uh, I don't know because this wasn't like when the first homies were rolling into South America and just being like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, shit." <laughs> so I love how you call Homo sapiens homies. <laughs> 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 I think that's where the, the origin of the word comes from. The word from. homies comes from? What's up, my uh, homie? I think, I'm pretty sure. Uh, are you, I thought it was because like, they're from your hometown. No, no, no. It's all homo sapiens. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to see how long ago this was, but I this was like this was like millions of years ago. Pangea. We're oh, talking, two million. We're talking 150 to 140 million years ago. Oh, wow. See, this is the thing about uh, the origin of the world yeah. and the universe. They just throw out numbers like the universe is 4.8 billion years old, and then this happened 1.2 billion, and then this happened 120 million. And at a certain point, like, I lose all scale. Uh-huh. I'm like, uh, so were T-Rexes, that was like, that <laughs> 65 was like Renaissance million. time, or was that literally <laughs> before the birth of the universe? I forget. <laughs> I know, 65 million years is kind of mind-boggling. <laughs> but I have no way to contextualize that. No, not at all. I mean, like, you think that the ancient Egyptians was a long time ago. That wasn't even... Yeah, that was 6,000 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just nothing compared to 65 million. It's like, ah, it's hard to wrap your head around. It really is. Um but and how uh, long were we just a bunch of stupid homies wandering around, like, getting eaten by these things? I don't know, man. But that's the other crazy thing to me is that, like, why 
All these giant animals. Like, I would be so stoked if there were still woolly rhinos walking around North Dakota. Yeah. Like, it's a little bit of a bummer that, like, all of a sudden all life on the planet became tiny. Yeah, I know. It is. Um, but, it, hey, I mean, that's uh, there's Darwinism. 99% of all species that have ever existed are extinct. Well, there you go, man. Speaking of which, another great uh, from the uh, from the Kershaw files, gung gung, is Mister Edward Mordrake. Uh, and the great thing about this is the commentary that Corey sent along with this, which is that I can't find any evidence to confirm or deny this. So this is from Wikipedia. Oh, I've heard about this guy actually. Edward Mordrake was reportedly the 19th century heir to an English peerage. What is what is a peerage? It's like porridge. It's uh, basically the same thing as porridge. A peerage is a <laughs> it's a legal system of largely hereditary titles in the United Kingdom, which is constituted by the ranks of British nobility and is part of the British honors system. So it's basically Ollie a, James could could sort this out. Right. Ollie James, send us something. Um he supposedly had an extra face on the back of his head. <laughs> I like how they call it an extra face. Is this the case? Yeah, it's like a space saver spare. Yeah. He reportedly had an extra face. It's a face saver spare. Yeah. Uh, on the back of his head, which could neither eat nor speak. <laughs> Good. So it, it, you know which ones it chose in the hypotheticals that we went over earlier. Yeah. It says, which can neither eat nor speak. Although it could laugh and cry, Edward begged doctors to have his, like his demon head removed because supposedly it whispered Satanist language to him at night, but no doctor would attempt it. He committed suicide in his 23rd year. The description of Edward Mordrake's condition is somewhat similar to those of Cheng Zuping and Pascal Pignon. Both Mondrake and Pignon are featured in the two very special cases on a list of 10 people with extra limbs or digits in the Book of Lists edition of 1976. It's difficult to establish the facts behind Edward Mordrake's condition due to the lack of reliable medical evidence. Uh, not even the date of his birth and death are recorded, and there are conflicting accounts regarding his suicide as well as placement and position of his extra face. <laughs> Much of what is known is based on oral retelling. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was the, the face that did the retelling, so you can't exactly. really believe it. It was a demon face. Uh, this is so crazy to me. So first of all, maybe this guy just had some saggy skin on the back of his head and he was bald. <laughs> it's like, the, it's like uh, that scene in uh, Pulp Fiction where you see you being <laughs> yeah, exactly. behind. It's got the band-aid on the back of his yeah, head. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, is that another? Is that the front of his face? Oh, that's the back <laughs> of his head. <laughs> so there's always that option. The second option is that he actually did have an extra face on the back of his head and that he was also a little bit of schizophrenic. So he was <laughs> hearing voices. Mm -hmm. So there's that. <clears throat> That's a fascinating thing, though, and I would love to see some kind of – since this is 19th century, <clears throat> I would love to either see some kind of uh, Sherlock Holmes story that incorporates this guy, some kind of Jack the Ripper story that incorporates this guy, or some kind of Western that incorporates this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Western. Yeah. Just to buy a little 
tie a little cowboy hat <laughs> for the extra face on the back of his head. Yeah, it's creepy. And the, the creepiest thing about it is like there's some like stories about it, but like, it can't it can't be like confirmed or denied. Right. Like, there's just not the evidence there. So maybe it happened, but I, there's no evidence to suggest that it happened. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can't. You can't say that didn't happen. You never know, dude. You don't know. And then next next week, some kid's going to be born with two faces. You're going to feel like an idiot. That's the other thing is like, you know, there's the Batman by Gaslight, which is like the steampunk Batman set in the 1800s. And this is the perfect two-face for that. Oh, that is the perfect two-face. Yeah, yeah. I want to know what kind of stuff the heads would whisper. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a theory. Yeah, evolution. No, that, I don't. I don't even know what that word means. Seek out Charles Darwin. He's right. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, so that's that's the Kershaw files for this week, guys. Uh, gung gung, Jesse. What's your psycho topo? Oh, it's gonna be real similar because this was submitted by friend of the show Corey Kershaw. I'm taking it out of the the Kershaw file. Okay. And I'm putting it into the WTF file. Excellent. So in uh, – I'm pretty sure this is in England somewhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> a South American plant, uh, South America being a popular theme, that's 10 feet tall uh-huh. uh, with uh, spiky flowers. It's going to bloom in Surrey, which okay. is either England or uh, just south of Vancouver, British Columbia, uh, glasshouse for the first time since it was planted 15 years ago. Wow. The best thing about this plant, uh-huh. uh, colloquially known as a sheep-eating plant. Excellent. Because apparently when sheep wander by this plant, it stabs it with its spiky spikes. What? Kills the sheep, and then uh, the sheep dies and then decomposes, providing it with nutrients. It's the ultimate carnivorous plant. Is this real? This is a real thing. This is this is part of the Royal Horticultural Society at Wesley. Oh, Wesley, Wesleyan, Wesley, Wesley. Anyway, <laughs> somewhere in England, and they wouldn't lie to you there. They would not lie. British but people don't lie. It's crazy. It's a ten foot tall carnivorous plant that stabs things so that they die and decompose next to them. Is this actually true, or does it just have big spikes and the sheep run into them because they're dumb? Because <laughs> there's two uh, very suspect things here. First of all, why does it only kill sheep and not humans? And uh, second it of could all, probably kill a dude. Second of all, why it doesn't kill humans as as well as sheep? Because it killed all the stupid humans back uh-huh. uh, two hundred thousand years ago. That is so crazy. And since then we learned to stay away. It uses sharp spines to snare and trap sheep and other animals, which slowly starve to death. What? Yeah, so it just snares you with its spines, and you can't get away, and then you starve to death. Oh, my God. This is crazy. I This is insanely cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I actually just purchased recently a carnivorous plant. Well, did you get a Venus flytrap? I got a Venus flytrap. How's it uh, working for you? Well, uh, it came with it came and there were like there's probably like over thirty of the actual flytraps in the little thing. Oh yeah, so like little guys, they're little tiny guys. Yeah, and a bunch of them died off, but Uh there were some big ones too. 
Yeah, it's like when you have a twin that eats its twin. Yeah, exactly. Just the, like Edward Mandrake. You, you want the yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, I know. He consumed in the uh consumed in the <laughs> womb just like Dr. Venture his twin brother. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what your video flight traps are doing. Yeah. They have but, to uh, fight it out uh, in the pot. A bunch of them died off, which I'm sure is fine. I I I mean, there there were a bunch of them trying to consist on the same little bit of soil. Well, you need a lot of flies, too. Yeah. Uh but we've had I mean, a handful of fruit flies and I've been noticing the uh the traps being closed up every now and then. So I think oh. they are actually eating the fruit flies. I like it. Yeah. So I'm a big proponent of carnivorous plants. Me too. I do love I mean plants are old. Like you think yeah. a, a freaking bear from sixty five million years ago or whatever is old. Like <laughs> moss is literally the oldest thing on earth. Dino bear. So there's <laughs> there's reason to believe that like shit like this and maybe even on a bigger scale was around back when that giant bear was wandering around. That's true. And they're both in South America. <laughs> I mean it's crazy down there. Dude, I thought that Australia was nuts. Apparently, South America is, like, creeping up on a shell in terms of the nutsometer. Dude, I mean, uh, the one thing is that, yeah, you got kangaroos in Australia. You got llamas and alpacas in -hmm. South America. And guinea pigs. And guinea pigs, dude. And and a whole culture that uh, never invented the wheel yet had a wheel-shaped calendar. Think about that. Why don't you think about that? Think about that. God. South America, dude. It's crazy. It is crazy. <sighs> Plus iguanas and shit. Galapagos Islands. I'm starting to think South America is fucking crazy, man. You know, I feel like uh, South America might be like the insider's continent of like cool places to go, but no one wants to talk, like let the secret out. Yeah. I really want to go to South America. I think, think pa- about that, though. It's like one time I was pricing it out because I was like, Maybe I should do like a couple weeks in Peru or something while I have the chance. Right. I really wish I had taken up that. But I, I looked at return flights and they're like twelve hundred dollars. Wow. So that's cheaper like, than Australia. I could actually really. get to Europe for cheaper than I could get to South America. Oh, I see. But yeah, but there's a lot more flights going to Europe. Yeah, I know. I mean, there's and Heathrow the Airport is crazy. I went to neither. Well, <laughs> yeah, but you've been to Australia like how many times? Like six. Yeah. Australia sucks though. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I got to Europe. Oh, uh, Europe is pretty quick kick ass. But there are a lot more flights there. I mean, that's the thing. And it's also pretty close. Like honestly, if you want to fly from New York to London, it's basically like yeah, flying from New really York close. to Seattle. Yeah. That's true. But, but if you want to fly from Seattle to Peru, it's like <laughs> it's like flying from here to Russia. Like it's far, man. I should have just uh, hitchhiked to New York and taken a flight to Europe from there. Well, there you go, man. You could have gotten steerage and gone for like 300 bucks. Yeah. You know what? Actually, uh, maybe this wedding thing's not uh, such a great <laughs> idea. Maybe I'm just going to do that. Good idea, Eric. Who knows? You take the blame. Well, Bye. I'll be in Port Townsend on Saturday regardless. Okay. Maybe you can marry Tasha. Bye. Mm, not legal in this state. Unfortunately. Uh, yet? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, anyway, this plant, I want one. I want to put it in my yard. Why does it take 15 years to bloom? Well, that's that's the other thing. It's, it's like a crazy thing that only blooms like once every 15 years, which always reminds me of the Dennis the Menace Totally movie. Dennis the Menace, dude. I was going yeah. right there. 
real Dennis Menace situation going on right now in England. If I was uh, <laughs> Sam or Ollie, I would definitely make my way to yes. the Royal Horticultural Society in Surrey. So what happens if, check if it out. what happens if Ollie or Sam gets stuck in the plant? Then your then your plant food, dog. Would dog. they cut them out or would they just let them die? Well, it's an endangered species, like right? The uh, elephant seal. So right, you gotta stay uh, hundred feet away. <laughs> it's on you. Oh man, I want one of these so bad, and I just I want Watto Matthau there, and I want him to have chiclets <laughs> for his front teeth, and I want. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And I want uh, Christopher Lloyd to be a creepy homeless man eating baked beans. Dude, that fucking creeped me out as a kid. It creeped me out a lot. And I had, I was at the age where I did not like realize that that was Doc Brown. I just thought uh, yeah, he was like a either. scary old man who kidnapped Dennis the Menace. It might actually be part of the reason that to this day I am horrified of homeless people. It, that, that guy was super scary. Super scary. Like, that guy. I know Dennis the Menace. When I was a right. kid, I was like, I ain't fucking getting out of no nods. So I'm a homeless guy. Kidnaps me. I'm fucked. I know. Yeah, Dennis was like, I can get out of no nods. Dude, that kid was such He's a bad like, actor, too. Yeah, I know. Whatever happened to him? I don't know. But you, basically, yeah, Christopher Lloyd and Dennis the Menace and then the troll in Ernest Scared Stupid were like the two scariest things to me as a child. <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, from, the though. troll in Ernest Scared Stupid. Like this was all told to me at some like during the summer. We would like I had this daycare that I stayed at when I was a kid during the summertime, and we would like it was right next to the school, and we, there was a trail, and we used to go back in the trail and like go and play in the creek and stuff. And without any adult supervision, it was a pretty bad <laughs> daycare, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but while we were back there one time, one of the girls was telling the story of Ernest Scared Stupid. There's a freaking troll who turns kids into wooden dolls just by uh -huh. looking at them. And there's a scene in the movie where there's this girl. She gets in bed and then she turns around in bed and the troll is in bed. And then he turns her into a wooden troll or a wooden, a wooden doll. And then stores her in a tree that was terrifying to me as a child and like i used to be so scared that i would like turn over in bed and there would be a troll there now i'm only afraid of flying <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah well uh there you go there you go this man Things blooming i'm pretty excited about it i hope that they feed it with sheep that would be so cool It'd be like the they scene should. from uh Jurassic park well you know they, then have they would be like uh Oh, what's the name of this thing? Sorry, I used the same tab to uh, Google Dennis the Menace. <laughs> see what that kid was up to. <laughs> Turns out, not much. It's uh, it's called the uh, what is it called? It's called the Sheep Eater Plant. <laughs> yeah, in quotes. Oh, jeez, <laughs> uh, they actually don't give it. Well, anyway, it's it the Puya Puya Chilen Chilensis. The Chilensis, it wants to hunt. It doesn't want to be fed. I know. This goes right along with our Cordyceps zombie movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Cordyceps that are Cordyceps-infected uh, cockroaches that are controlled by robots. Yep. And then we could just blame it all on the Xbox One. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like everything else. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's uh, let's move on. But before we do, we just want to let you know, Bald Move Network, guys, baldmove.com, get on there. We got the season finale for Mad Men that Boom. just happened. We got the Mad Men happy hours up for that. If you haven't checked out the mega episode for the season finale of Game of Thrones, that's, that's fucking blowing up. 
Uh, also, the Because Show is back. Gerilyn went to England. There's a bunch of shit that's going on with, with the Because Show ladies. You need to listen to it. It will warm your heart, and it's just like listening to – like I have an older sister. It's like listening to my older sister. Not saying I try that not the, to listen to my older sister. Well, your older sister's a badass, so maybe you should listen to her every once in a while. <laughs> Too safe. Uh, now we have Up Years Downstairs. Uh, they were currently covering Mr. Selfridges, but I think that's wrapping up right now. But we got a lot of stuff. Like We're getting to season end, but that means that the new seasons are about to begin, guys, which means that Breaking Bad is just right around the corner, which also means that the Breaking Good Kickstarter – there's, I think there's uh, like uh, just a couple weeks left on that. Um, they've unlocked a bunch of awesome stretch goals, uh, but the ones that they have left are even cooler. We're talking daily posts from Aaron about the show, about things going on on baldmove.com, and then the biggest stretch goal, which they're uh, about two grand away from right now. Um, you're going to get the Breaking Good podcast the day after Breaking Bad uh, gets on the air. You're already getting instant shows. They're already doing instant reaction podcasts, and then you're going to get the actual podcast the day after. They're going to load you up with Breaking Bad content from your favorite guys who uh, who podcast, Aaron and Jim. So please go to the Kickstarter, support the Kickstarter, go to ballmove.com and, and, and click on the Kickstarter link. Oh, and we're at ballmove.com too. So ballmove.com, Ballmove Network, we love everyone there, and you should too. Ballmove.com. Um, and uh, and then we just want to let you know you can get in touch with us. Please leave us a voicemail, 360 360 uh, gmail.com if you want to send us an email. We're on Twitter at Personal Podcast, um, and you can also, uh, you can also uh, find us on Facebook. We're on the Bald Move Facebook page, and we have our own Facebook page, and we just passed 200 likes on the Facebook page. I know. I'm page. so excited about that. I'm so happy about that. That just blows my mind. The um, other thing, though, is uh, – the month is almost over. Right. Uh, June is almost over, and we haven't had a rate since June 5th, guys. Wow. Get on iTunes and rate and review us. Yeah, we actually haven't even uh, talked about it. Please rate and review us. That helps us so much. It helps us move up the chain. Um, mm-hmm. We're in a couple of very niche categories. We're in the personal journals category on iTunes, and we're also in the other games category. And if you rate and review us, then we bump up and we become more popular in those categories. It's a great way uh, to promote the show. And the most recent one, uh, not too kind. What did what, it say? It, it is a five-star review. Okay. But the guy says, I could do with less beer talk. <laughs> that's and a funny that's thing. that's not going to happen. That's the funny thing about our rate reviews. They're always like, I don't drink beer and I don't play games and I don't <laughs> no. like superheroes, but I like this show. I know. It is funny. And that's, that's kind of the ultimate compliment. It really is. Like, I don't like anything they talk about, but I like the way they talk about it. <laughs> All right. That's fine okay. with me. That's totally yeah, cool. I'll take that. So, yeah, please rate and review us on iTunes. That's an awesome way uh, that you can help us out. And, you know, all, always we love your phone calls, 360-362-0024. Um, let's do the Facebook roundup real quick. Uh, we already Sweet. hit a couple of topics, uh, but we do post a thread every day that we are podcasting. We can post a thread on our Facebook page and let you let us know what you want us to talk about. First of all, Ryan Covington says, Harry Potter – and only Harry Potter. Oh, man, we really screwed this up. Uh, whoops. Whoops. Wingardium, uh, my bad, <laughs> Get off of us, my back a call. <laughs> wow, that's not even close to a Latin root. I don't even know. Uh, but Jesse does know a lot about Harry Potter. He knows more than he's putting on, guys. Mm-mm-mm-mm. 
<laughs> Somebody went to the Harry Potter experience when it was at the Seattle Center, and it wasn't me. Uh, yeah, it was it was me. Okay, Levi went with me. And what house are you in? Because you got chosen for house. I was uh, I got chosen to the house that I wanted to be chosen to, which was Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff's the best house. It, it is. A, it's the fucking party house, man. That's where all it the stand up comedians go. <laughs> All the stoners. Basically, yeah. anyone you would actually want to hang out with right. is the Hufflepuff. Uh, but this it goes- was a fun experience, though, actually. Just just a quick aside when I was there. <laughs> uh, it was like – it's like all the people going into the Harry Potter deal at the uh-huh. Seattle Center. Like we went in as a group, you know. Like the the ticket was like for this time and then like the lady kind of did her thing. Right. And you could kind of go off and do your own thing. So it was like – she was like, here's the sorting hat. And it's like me and my uh, mom and my sister might have been there and Levi. And it's like, here's the sorting hat. Who wants to find out what uh, ha- house you're in? And there's a, bu- there's a bunch of little kids there also, I should mention. Right. And like it was like dead silence. So I was like, I'll do it. And then uh, she was like, great. What house do you hope you get in? And I was like, Hufflepuff. And she puts the hat on and the hat's like, you get in Hufflepuff. And I was like, yeah. I made like a big thing about it. And then all the kids like were eager to get sorted. So it was oh. a fun like icebreaker thing. Well, there you go. Yeah. Just I guess gonna... that's me being the brony. Yeah, I know. That's exactly what I was thinking when you were saying that. <sighs> well, you know. Touche. 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 All right. Mike Cassine is right on board. He says, which TMNT would you be and why? Uh, Michelangelo. Michelangelo. When I was a kid, Michelangelo was my favorite. Then Raphael became – actually, I was in a Donatello phase as well. <laughs> and then I be, and then Raphael became my favorite. Raphael is probably my favorite one because he's the Boba Fett of the, of the turtles. But Michelangelo is the coolest. He's got pizza and he's got nunchucks. That's all I ever asked for. Although the nunchucks aren't super effective when no. you have greasy pizza fingers. Well, you're spinning them around and they fly out and hit Shredder or Splinter in the face. Like Leonardo is kind of lame, but he does have the most badass weapons. Like two katanas. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's hard to beat. It's freaking crazy, swords. dude. Two katanas. Like, yeah. Samurai didn't even do that I have shit. two of the best swords ever. Yeah. So, he straight up murders, dude. So, I think he's a little <laughs> bit sociopathic, honestly. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to go with, you know what? I'm just going to say, it. I'm going to go with Donatello. I like the science. I like the, the staff. Uh-huh. And uh, why not? I could see you as a Donatello. Yeah, I'll, do, I'll go Donatello. You go Michelangelo. I think you're right. totally Michelangelo. Right. You got the orange hair for the orange mask. <laughs> my um, orange beard is my orange mask. Christian William Maurer says the rumored massive Star Wars land being added to Hollywood Studios and Disney World. New info since this article was written suggests that it will be Disney Park's largest expansion ever. Send us the link to IGN. First of all, this is really confusing to say. Is there a Hollywood Studios at Disneyland? Yeah, no, there's a Hollywood Studios at Disney World Orlando. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. So it's going to be in Orlando, which makes sense because I think they have a lot more real estate than they do at Disneyland. Like, they literally had to wipe out the parking lot to make California Adventure. So uh, I think it's awesome, and I think that it might be the first reason that I would actually go to Florida. Whoa, massive burn on Nod Hero. Well, I'll hang out with Nod while I'm there, buddy. 
enough. Nadir is a great guy. I want to play Blood Bowl I with him. I haven't heard with him. I heard from him in a while. Also, don't oh, play yeah. Blood Bowl with Nadir. He'll kill you. He'll destroy. He'll crush you. Well, he hasn't ran up against my Skaven Blight scrambles team <laughs> with uh, Hackflam Skittlespike. This guy is a, a professional. <laughs> Ollie James, we got your stuff. Rob Zip says, I didn't come up with Get Off My Back, but I'm more than happy to take credit for it. I thought it was Rob Zip. I don't know. Maybe it was, was it. Was there like a really drunk dude who used to call us a lot from Texas that I can't remember his name? I, uh, I think it was the guy who said that I have to get out of my truck. I thought that was Rob Zip who had to get out of his truck and literally kick himself in the ass. <laughs> I, don't, I guess not. But he, he says, also, I'm happy that my tweet helped Eric win the shirt contest. Yes, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Congratulations, by the way. I won the Mariners t-shirt contest, which means that on July 9th at the game versus the Red Sox, there will be 5,000 people wearing my Game of Throws the winners are coming. You get one, right? Like, what, yes. do, you, what do you win? Uh, they, they're hooking me oh, up. You get, you get like an infield experience, yeah. right? So they're hooking me up. I'm going to get the best seats I'll probably ever have to a Mariners game. They're in the fourth row right next to the Mariners dugout for this How game. How many tickets did they give you? Four tickets. Ooh, are you taking your brother-in-law? Yeah, I'm taking my brother-in-law and my sister. Are you taking your sister and your yeah. wife? Yep. Perfect. <laughs> so that all works out. I wasn't I'm, trying to. I wasn't trying to sandwich myself in there. Right. Uh, actually, I really thinking, wasn't. Actually, I'm thinking your parents. <laughs> that would be fine. Um, I'd have a good time. Uh, uh, and I also get a ball signed by Hisashi Iwakuma, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Is he on your shirt? Yes. Oh. And I get. Uh, and I get to be on the field for batting practice. Uh, while, That's cool. Yeah. As a lifelong Mariners fan. There's nothing cooler to me than having a thing that I designed being handed out at a game. I'm proud of you. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, anyway, James McKinnon says today is my birthday. Thinking about buying either SimCity Four or Tropic or SimCity or Tropico Four. Which one do you recommend, Tropico? Yeah, I, I have to say, I haven't played either of them, but, but I'm pretty sure I for heard the- about the whole debacle. Right. And I'm pretty sure for the price of SimCity 4, you can buy every Tropico game on Steam. I think they, like, packaged them up. So Yeah, people seem to like Tropico. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Dose said, building off John Dominic's great idea, how about a board game Hall of Fame, um, which I really That's like. It's worthy of its own segment, man. It's totally worthy of its own segment, and we're going to put that in our back pocket for future podcasts, but I guarantee you Arkham Horror will be on there. Uh, yeah. Anyway. And chess. Spoiler alert. Uh, and then finally, John John Dominic says, Not kidding. Lansdale Beer Fest, lots of stouts for a summer fest, not many IPAs. Black is the new blonde? There's a lot of black IPAs now. Yeah, um, no, it's a, that's a oxymoronic style. <laughs> there were 100 breweries, but very few reps from the actual breweries. One distribution company doing most of the pouring. Oh, um, that sucks. Yeah. That really, really sucks. Yeah, half of them didn't even know where the brewery they were pouring from was even located. What? Major bummer. Where was this? I, I haven't actually seen this. He this, says uh, Lansdale Beer Fest. I don't know exactly where that where that is. Man, what a boner jam! Like a no. uh, at Father's Day Fest, like I make the beer and I'm pouring yeah. it. You know? Yeah, and he's like, asking. That's how it should be. He's asking. Having he says, a distribution company. Ugh, that's yeah. disgusting. I wouldn't even let a, a stinky-ass distributor pretend <laughs> to know anything about my beer, much less represent the brand. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, he's asking if this is a common thing. No, it's not a common thing. That's ridiculous. 
I would not go back to that beer fest if I were you. There are plenty awesome. of good beer fests out there. If you go to Philly Beer Week, dude, that sounds yeah. awesome. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Um, also, I just want to say uh, so that's the end of the Facebook roundup. But I do want to give a shout out. Last time I was uh, last episode, I was giving a shout out to all of our loyal listeners, um, and I'm totally left out Europe. So Ollie James, Sam Golhamadi, and of course Dennis Kleinbeck. You guys, we love you as well, and everybody who listens uh, from the other side of the pond. Um, awesome stuff. Jesse, we got two minutes before I have to go pick up my wife. What are your recommend? What's your first recommendation? Oh, uh, Brett Beers, Britannomyces. Love them. Do it. Uh, my, my first recommendation is going to be Wiz Dice. I talked to, about them before. Um, there's basically two pounds of dice that you can buy on Amazon. One is Wiz Dice, and the other one, I believe, is Chezex. Um, Wiz oh, Dice. Chezex is a great brand, though. But Wiz Dice is a better pack because Chezex, you just get a bunch of random dice. Whereas with Wiz Dice, you get like seventeen full sets of dice. So, I mean, I was I was checking out your Wiz Dice thing, and you had like seventeen D one hundreds, and you don't need that. Well, that's fine. Like, what do you? I don't want some random dice that I have no idea what it does. Some <laughs> oh, random I'm custom sure dice. They're real dice. They're not like. Well, you just. I don't want to say is you know what dice. you're getting with the Wiz Dice. I don't know. And, I'd, I'd probably go with Chessex. Chessex is a great brand. Well, this is my recommendation. Dice. Oh, I'm you know I I'm sticking my stinky face into it. What's your recommendation, buddy? Well, uh, homebrewing, man. Homebrewing, bro. I love the way my homebrews have turned out for the Excellent. wedding, and I'm super excited to make more homebrews in the future. And it's it's like if you're really into beer, it, this is the way to control exactly the type of product you want instead of having to rely on a marketplace. It's fantastic. Excellent. Um. And finally, guys, uh, I'm, I'm just going to recommend the Mariners game. If you're in the Seattle area for July 9th, go to the Mariners game. They're playing the Red Sox. It's always fun. That's it. That's all. Uh, so thank you so much for listening, Jesse. I'll see you this weekend at your wedding. Um, yeah, you will. And uh, until next, guys. Until next time, guys. Remember that wherever you go, whatever you do, please stay stay arrogant. arrogant.